The following is a presentation of Highlands Church, helping de-churched people become more fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at highlandsadventure.org. Peggy and I are still in the midst of a move that we began back in June of 2011. I'm always amazed at moving. If you haven't moved in a while, it's been 26 years for us. How many boxes and bags and barrels and bins and bottles and buckets and baskets full of stuff and blankets and and they all begin with B. I couldn't think of any more. Maybe you can think of a few others. I thought of Tupperware, but that just didn't fit for some, for some reason. It takes a lot, and you've got to fill each one of them. And somehow that seems to be the easy part, because then you have to empty them and find another place for everything. And of course, nothing's where it's supposed to be. And so you're always looking, going through, and I'm, I'm, I don't know t- how many times I've stacked and restacked these boxes that are still in, our, still in our garage. So many containers in our lives as well. Apostle Paul used containers to show us that we are really a part of more than just an outside, but that there's an inside to each one of us. We are a blending of the physical and the spiritual. Sometimes we get so caught up in the physical, right, we forget the spiritual part. Paul brings us back. And I'm going to read a text out of 2 Corinthians where he talks about who we are in Christ, the kind of containers that we are. There were really jars of clay. There were jars made of earth made of jars, made of something very common, but that we are set aside for a very uncommon function and a very uncommon work. Listen what he says. He says, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made His light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Let me tell you, that's a, that's a verse worth remembering worth memorizing. And he goes on, but we have this treasure, we have it in jars of clay, to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We're hard-pressed on every side but not crushed. We're perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our bodies. Friends, the word of the Lord. Isn't it amazing that God chose something very common to put something very uncommon into? Some people think we're born with the Spirit of God, that we're all part of God's family, but But Paul's saying God is pouring that into us. It's not something that's necessarily all there. It's not something that we are born into. We have to let God fill us. And he says we're just jars of clay. Now, first century families, homes, they had all kinds of containers as well. 
they had special things that were set aside. Usually those were the metal containers, things of honor. And then they had the earthen things, the things made out of clay. Probably they made them themselves, jars and bottles and things that, that got used every day. They were chipped and scratched and worn and sometimes a little bit cracked here and there. But useful things to the family that without the family could not function, that the family could not live in the society in which they found themselves in that day. Menial things, vessels used for, honored things, vessels were used for. Paul never claimed to be an honored vessel, only a menial vessel, a jar of clay, one that had its, in its perspective who God is and that God's greatness inside each one of us is an amazing blessing and an amazing accomplishment that God wants to fulfill in each one of our lives. To be an honored vessel meant you had arrived. To be an honored object meant you were set aside and used rarely. Paul wants us to know that we're vessels that used, get used every day or we should be used every day. Vessels that are made out of a common substance that, that is readily available and useful and productive in the life of the church. This is how God shows His power. He uses something menial, not something honored, set aside on a shelf. As we've been unpacking, I, I've, my biggest pet peeve, and maybe you have pet peeves, but my, my biggest pet peeve I'm packing is the amount of dishes we have accumulated over 37 years of marriage. There must be at least a half a dozen sets of dishes. Some of them are stoneware that we got for wedding presents. We still have some of them. The kids use them. We use them every day. The kids washed them. The kids broke them. So we have fewer than we had at the beginning, but we started out with 16 place settings. We still have enough to set a table for eight and have guests. The china, we still have. I think we have four now or five sets of china, okay? The china rarely gets used. It's kept in those little plastic things, you know, with the little foam things between each one that you cringe every time you, so someone says, would you go get the china out? And it's like, oh my goodness. It's way too much work to use china. And then you have to be careful. You know that platter costs $75, right? The stoneware and those things got used and used a lot. The china sat in a cupboard hidden. We protected it. And now we're trying to give it to our children so they can protect it <laughs> into the next generation. It's something that they probably won't use either, but feel obligated, we hope, to contain, continue and maintain it on to the, to the next generation. We don't use clay very often, do we? Now, of course, living along the Central Coast, as you all do, and I've been traveling up and down the Central Coast, there are a lot of adobes. But they're just historical sites. People go and look, and wow, they used to actually build houses out of clay. Imagine that. 
Maybe you have some things in your garden that are made out of clay, or maybe you have a memento from your child's kindergarten class. They put their handprint, right, into a piece of clay. Maybe you've, you've hung on to that. But we don't use clay very often anymore. Clay is, is something that the ancients used. That was, they didn't have anything better to use. They used it for practically everything. They used it for their floors, for the walls of their house, for the things that they used and, and maintained their households. But, but we don't. So I think Paul, if he were alive today, would probably not say that you are a jar of clay because we don't know what jars of clay are. We don't know how they function. We don't know how they relate to families. We don't know how they get used and abused. We don't understand jars of clay. I think Paul would use something different. This is what he'd use. (laughs) You are the plastic water bottle of God. And God has filled you with His eternal presence. You know, we can relate to water bottles. Maybe you brought one in this morning. You can see the band. They, they, they have them up here. People carry these everywhere. Sometimes they just take a sip or two and then set it down and forget where they put it, and someone else has to pick it up and throw it away. And they never think about the value of this. That inside here is something that we can't live without and that those around us can't live without either. And the fact that something so cheap, so flimsy, can hold that something so valuable is a great mystery to us. You know, when I was a kid, I used to get thirsty. I grew up in the Central Valley outside of Fresno, so I know what hot summer days and nights are like. And we would play hard and come into the house hoping to quench our thirst and hoping that we'd get Kool-Aid. Remember Kool-Aid? We'd have to mix it ourselves, though. Four scoops of sugar, I still remember that. We wanted to have soda, but soda you had to take back and forth in bottles at the, at the store. And so we rarely had soda pop in our house. Most often, mom would say, there's the faucet, get a glass and get a, get a glass of water. That's what we had. Nowadays, we have to have water in plastic containers. It has to come from faraway places like France. <laughs> or it has to be made from melted glaciers. Special water. Special containers. This was actually probably reconstituted out of the tap somewhere, but you have to read the labels or you don't know what what you're getting. Flimsy, worthless containers, yet still contain something immensely valuable to us. Something that is only valuable to us and to others is if we open it and use it. If we pour it out, it's no good just sitting on the shelf. It's about serving. It's about using what God has put into us to bless and to uplift others, right? That's what being a Christian is all about. A number of the churches, and you know I'm the interim here. I've served many churches. A number of the churches I've been a part of have been doing a program 
that's very popular up in the Bay Area right now. It's called Fifth Sunday, and it's called Workship. On the fifth Sunday, and this is the fifth Sunday, by the way, of July. Five Sundays in July, this is the fifth one. So every fifth, every month that has five Sundays, they would not meet for worship like this. They would go into the community and serve the community in some way. Maybe they would work at someone who's shut in, helping them uh, take care of their, their yard or, or do house cleaning that, that they were un- unable to do. Uh, some, uh, sometimes they would go up into wilderness areas and help clear out uh, non-native plant species to help improve the, the habitat there. Some of them would go work at schools moving tan bark. Others would, would work around the church maybe making something for uh, some sort of a thing. But they would then gather in the evening and share how God used what they did as worship. And they use that as, a, as an expression of what it means to worship to the community. You know, people outside in, in, in our communities, they don't understand worship very much. This is a way to help them see what it means to be a Christian, that we get filled and that we get poured out for others and that we are of great service to those around us. It's a joy to be filled and to be emptied. I remember those A&W jugs. We had one when I was growing up. It used to be you can only get A&W root beer at the A&W root beer stand. Do you all know what A&W stands for, right? This is from the, from the mind of a child. Hamburgers and woot beer. <laughs> we love the woot beer part. And when the jug came out, we would get excited because we knew we were going to get in the car and we were going to drive to the A&W stand and we were going to turn the jug in and we're going to get it refilled. And as much joy as it brought to us to see the jug sitting on the counter empty, knowing what was about to happen to it, believe me, it brought us much more joy to bring the jug home and to empty it. There were six in my family. We could empty a gallon of A&W root beer in one evening. That's what it means to be a Christian, to be filled and to be emptied. To just bring a jug home full of something doesn't bring you a whole lot of joy. But it's when it gets emptied that it fills and refills and brings joy and the blessings of God to the world around us. Jars of clay are jars of of service. And so often I find in the churches I minister in is that only a few of the jars are doing anything. Most of the jars think they're they're special jars. They're only the jars that that need filling or retopping every week, but, but, but they're not really the jars that maybe God's not quite ready to use them yet. You ever think that? See that? Not quite ready, Lord, you know, I've been, a, I've been a Christian for a few years now, but I'm just not quite, I need some more education. I need to be filled a few more times. And then maybe I'll be, I'll be ready to, to serve. And so the jars that are serving get tired. They get cracked and broken and exhausted. You see, we're all vessels of clay. We're all vessels that should be getting filled 
to be emptied, to be poured out into, the, into others. And when only a few do that, it's exhausting and tiring. But when many do it, the burden and the weight become light and the joy begins to be multiplied. Now, we're sending folks to Africa, and that's really wonderful. They're going to have a wonderful time there. And God doesn't call us all to go to Africa. I've never felt called to Africa, okay? Never felt called to Africa. But God still calls me to very specific things and very specific activities in places where I am especially and expressly gifted to minister. And if I step back from that, there's going to be a void in that area. And God has called each one of you to that same expressed, specific kind of ministry area. And if you step back, there will be a void in ministry in that area to which He has called you as His people. We need to share the weight and the load of ministry. We need to not worry so much about the fullness of our jug. Some of us are only a quarter full, right? Some of us are maybe half full. And we think, I don't have enough to share. I don't have any more to give. That's only because when we go to the store, we never buy a bottle that's half full. We avoid those. Something's wrong with a bottle that's half full at a store, isn't it? Someone may have took a swig or two out of that thing, and we're not quite sure we want to pick it up. But you know what? God's willing to do that. He's willing to pick you up even if you have almost nothing in you. Because He has so much, He can fill you to overflowing and to help you find the area of ministry that He has specifically called you to. You see, this is what Paul says that He has put His light in us so that others might know of His grace. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made His light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. What an amazing statement. Paul's referring to creation here. When God formed humankind and breathed into His creation, filling his creation with his presence. That's what God wants for each one of us. Not just so that we get filled. God doesn't want to just fill us. He wants to fill us because it does a lot of things for us. It protects us. Paul says we have pressure, but we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not to despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. If there's nothing inside of us, friends, we easily succumb to pressure. It can crush us. It's the water inside a water jug that helps it from being crushed. It pushes back. And it's the Spirit of God in us that does the same. God wants us to be filled with Him. That's our call as jars of clay, 
as plastic water bottles, to be filled and to be emptied, to be filled again and emptied again, over and over. There is great joy in being filled and emptied, knowing that you're going to be filled again. And our God is a God of great abundance. He lacks nothing and can fill us daily so that we might be able to stand the pressures, the stresses, the despair, the persecution, the hardships, even to the point of being struck down. God does not abandon us. He lifts us and He refills us so that we might be poured out a blessing to others around us. Let's pray together, shall we? Lord, thank You that You have created us as vessels and that You have not left us to be empty vessels, but that You've created us to be vessels that need to be filled and need to be refilled and poured out and refilled and poured out and refilled. Lord, we shrink back so often thinking that we don't hold enough yet. Help us to understand that it is your presence ever expanding within us that fills us and that as we pour out into others, you continually restore and refill in us. Lord, open our eyes to see these avenues of ministry and mission. Help us to be eager to step forward and be filled and refilled as your plastic containers full of your spirit that others might see in us your face. Lord, we thank you for honoring us this way. In Christ's name, amen. This has been a presentation of Highlands Church, helping de-churched people become more fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at highlandsadventure.org.